0: Yeah, those spiders, they're they're scary. The first reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 7, verses 55 through 60. Stephen was one of the seven men chosen by the apostles to serve tables so that the apostles could be free to serve the word. Stephen does more than distribute food, however. For his preaching of God's word, he becomes the first martyr of the faith. A reading from the book of Acts. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears, and with a loud shout, all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. Word of God, word of life. The second reading is ch- taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 through 10. Christ is the co- cornerstone of God's saving work and the foundation of our lives. We are God's chosen holy people who continuously celebrate and declare the mercy of God we experience through Jesus Christ. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals. yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture. See, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. And a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Word of God, word of life. Please rise for the reading of the gospel.
1: gospel for this Sunday is from the gospel of St. John the 14th chapter beginning with the first verse. Jesus said to the disciples do not let your hearts be troubled believe in God believe also in me in my father's house there are many dwelling places if it were not so would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you "'except through me. "'If you know me, you will know my Father also. "'From now on you do know him and have seen him.' "'Philip said to him, "'Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied.' "'Jesus said to him, "'Have I been with you all this time, Philip, "'and you still do not know me? "'Whoever has seen me has seen the Father.' The one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. It is my pleasure and my joy to be with you today. Um, as uh, as I, I often say, I say this is the best part of being bishop, but really this is the best part of being bishop, is being with you, um, worshiping together, praying together, singing together, and, um, and, and being the body of Christ together. For those of you who aren't sure what it means to be what a bishop is or what the Northwest Washington Synod is or what the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America is, I'll just give a one sentence answer on that, um, which doesn't encompass everything. But the word synod, uh, it comes from the word to journey together or to walk together. And so, together um, with you, there are 113 other congregations who journey together. We walk together, and so we're synod together. We are church together. We are the body of Christ together. And so bishop is a fancy word uh, to say that I am the pastor of um, with you in that journey. Together we are the synod. So here at Queen Anne Lutheran Church, you have Pastor Dan, and you also have me. I am the the, um, pastor of of all of those uh, congregations also. So, um, so we are walking and journeying together, and I'm so grateful for you and for what you, um, uh, how you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others and how you listen and learn and care for others in your midst. So thank you. It is my pleasure and joy to be with you and to work and journey with you as your sister in Christ. I, I will also say as I begin this sermon that, that um, that, that these scriptures are a little depressing, so sorry. Just have to say it. <laughs> and now, grace and peace to you from our creator and from our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. These stories from Acts and from John today are not the typical Easter season stories. They are not triumphant. They are not... Joyful, In this season, as you know, we're still in the Easter season and we're still, well, every Sunday we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, but we still are in the Easter season where we really celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And so we still sing Easter hymns and we we, um, shout alleluia. And it seems a strange choice for the scriptures today that the first reading is about the church's first martyr. And the gospel story is a part of Jesus' speech that he um, is giving to his disciples the night that he's betrayed and arrested. Not very eastery. I mean, it's hard to sing, Jesus Christ is risen today when we have these two stories before us. It's hard to shout, Jesus is risen, hallelujah." when we are hearing in one story about rocks being thrown at one man's head, and in the other story, betrayal, leading to being nailed on a cross. We must remember that both of these people died because of mobs and religious conviction. But maybe, maybe in today's world, these are the very stories we need to hear. Because sometimes even in the Easter season, sometimes it doesn't feel very resurrectiony. I don't use that word. I just made it up, so. <laughs> sometimes life seems brutal and hard. And truthfully, if we take seriously that we are people of the cross, we are mindful that Easter is not all about victory. In the gospel, Jesus tells his disciples on that fateful night, what we know as Maundy Thursday, that he is leaving, that he is going to be gone. In the book of Acts, the story of Stephen reminds us that the stakes are really high. These stories tell us that that Jesus is never really about glory and pageantry. As much as we celebrate and know and trust that Jesus is the risen Lord, it was never about glory. These stories remind us that just as in the past, We know that today, the good news of Jesus is not always heard. Even by those who say they follow Jesus. I would venture to say that sometimes we don't hear the good news of Jesus. Unfortunately, tragically really, the story of Jesus' resurrection does not stop the human race. Including religious people, from spilling blood and resisting God's mandate of love and grace and justice. Remember, the people who killed Stephen were not the thugs of their society, they were, as far as we can tell from scriptures, upstanding members of religious communities. They were elders, religious professionals, priests. They were guardians of vital traditions. They were important people who were worried and upset by what Stephen was saying. I mean, in chapter 7, before he was killed, Stephen did make some pointed accusations. And he did challenge the understanding that the temple was to be in Jerusalem. But where did they get the idea that stoning was a justified response to his words? Okay, it does say in Leviticus 24, 16, one who blasphemes the name of the Lord shall be put to death. The whole congregation shall stone the blasphemer, aliens as well as citizens, when they blaspheme the name, shall be put to death. So it does say that. But still, in Acts 6... We read that it seems Stephen's only crime was performing, and this is a quote, performing great wonders and signs among the people. He's performing great wonders and signs among the people. But then when he's doing this, when he's performing these great signs of wonder, religious folks begin to argue with him. And then they get some people to lie about what he's saying and about what he's doing, and then he ends up before the council. And then he's run out and he's killed by this mob, one rock at a time. So why did they go to such an extreme? Were they just terrible people? I think we know the answer, and it's not just because of Leviticus 24, 16. In fact, they might not even have known that verse. You see, the people who stoned Stephen are not that far removed from us or from our society. We know because violence has often been the answer towards someone that we disagree with, or they say some hard truths to us that we don't want to hear. Or they just seem different, or odd, or scary. If I asked each one of you here, you could all share a story of violence against someone, or a group of people, or perhaps yourself. We all know those stories, and we all know those stories of people, of other people who have been hurt because of violence. I finished writing this sermon yesterday, probably around 3 o'clock, so I don't even have reference in my notes about the last shooting that we've had in this country in Texas. It goes on and on, right? A few weeks ago, flyers were placed on cars in the parking lots of both Edmonds United Methodist Church in Edmonds and Holy Spirit Lutheran Church in Kirkland. These flyers were placed on the cars, and they spewed anti-LGBTQ hatred. And these flyers were placed on the cars because of of both these congregation's stance on being a positive force and being... um, uh, a community of welcome to LGBTQ people. This congregation is that as well. The, vile, the, the flyers were vile and hateful. And as I said, we've had so many shootings of innocent people day after day after day. I, don't even have, I, I, I can't even keep up with how many there are. We have the one yesterday of nine people, including the shooter. And then, and then we have people who drive into a driveway that's not their own driveway. And then we have um, people who, who um, sit in the wrong, who, who try to get into the wrong car. They think it's their car, but it's not. And they get shot. And, and these stories just, just continue. There's school children and teachers who are gunned down at school, and and black men are shot for for being black, and and racially motivated beatings and killings have been part of the United States history up until now, today. Throughout this world, throughout this world, we hear of governments systemically killing groups of people simply because they will not follow what the government has decided is the way of the government or they're they're a, a part of a community that is not welcome. These stories, and as I said, each one of you could do story after story after story. These stories illustrate violence's effectiveness as the ruling power's defense against the gospel, the good news of Jesus and what Jesus means. This mob in the book of Acts with Stephen. This mob mob took violence into their own hands with Stephen. And I'm sorry to say we do it too, individually and collectively. Sometimes we hear these stories and we must speak the truth because, and the truth sometimes is it seems as though the mob is winning. But here's an even greater truth if the Easter story means anything at all, it had better mean that God promises an end to this. And that God can save us from ourselves. So, Let's leave this story of Stephen for a minute and go to the Gospel of John. The Gospel we heard today is where Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples and he's giving a speech. And as a reminder, this is the night that he washed his disciples' feet. He first said, This is my body, this is my blood the night Judas slipped out of the room and the night Judas kissed him in order to betray him, the night all the disciples fell asleep, the night Peter cut off the guard's ear and Jesus healed the guard's ear, the night Jesus was wrongly arrested. That's the night we're talking about. That's the night Jesus gives this speech. So hear these words again that Jesus says to his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the place where I am going." Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So as you hear that scripture today, are there any times when you normally hear that that scripture? What's a time when you hear that scripture? funerals, right? We hear this sermon or this scripture all the time at funerals. Pastor Dan, Pastor Leslie, we have all preached on this scripture many times at funerals, and it's a beautiful scripture for funerals. We hear the promise that our loved ones will be, have a place with God, but there's a lot more to this scripture than just that. And so I want to look at what do these words mean for us today in the midst of all that's happening in our world, in the midst of, of the tumult that we fe- feel, in the midst of all of the violence, all of the hatred that, that is here. So as you hear these words, let me ask you, do you hear the promise that Jesus gives in these words? Not just after death, That's there. But what is the promise that we hear for us today? Did you hear anything in there? It was said at the children's sermon. That's the hint. I mean, that's what you were using for the scripture today, right? There is a dwelling place. There is a place. There was a home. We saw the home that that the children looked at, right? Right? We've been given a promise. Jesus says, where he is, we will be also. And where we are, Jesus is. Jesus promises that he is the way and the truth and the life. That means that together on the way, in the truth, We are life together with Jesus and with one another. There are so many promises in this one little paragraph in John, and it goes deeper and deeper. We are promised that there is a new day, a new way, a new world, a new way of being, a new way of loving. This promise that Jesus gives to his disciples and to us is that God promises... God promises that there is an end to the violent, selfish, uncaring ways that we see and participate in. It means that even in the midst of all of this, God promises the way. In the story of Stephen, as he was dragged from the city, And as people began murdering him with stones, as people closed their eyes and ears to possibility and instead acted out of hate and fear, as Stephen, lovely Stephen, began bleeding, he already knew what what Jesus had said to the disciples. He was already living that promise. He already knew in his body that promise. He knew that Jesus was with him in that moment. In that horrible moment, he knew that he was not alone. No matter how hard the stones were thrown, no matter what, the stones could not separate Stephen from God. For the dwelling place of Stephen was with Jesus, and the dwelling place for Jesus is always, always with his beloveds. And so that means from the time Stephen did his work, from the time he became deacon, and this moment when he was going to take his last breath, Jesus was his dwelling place and beyond. We know Stephen knew this because the moments before he was overtaken by the mob, Stephen looked up and he saw Jesus. As it says in Acts 7, verse 56, Stephen said, "'I see the heavens opened.'" and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And in that moment, Jesus gestures and is with Stephen. In that moment, Stephen and Jesus are joined together. We know this because even after the crowd assaults him with stones, even as Stephen is executed, Stephen almost word for word echoes Jesus' words, from the cross. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. It's a remarkable connection between Jesus and Stephen in the dwelling place that is here, in the dwelling place of God's love and presence and wholeness. And this connection, this connection cannot be broken. This is a connection that even people who were so sure they were doing something right by killing someone cannot divide. This is a connection where even, where even an enemy of Jesus is present and the connection goes beyond Stephen to wrap to wrap around this enemy. Who else was there at this that, that we know? Saul. Saul was there. We all know Saul. If Saul didn't have this experience, we'd have a very short New Testament. But Saul was there. Saul was there holding the cloaks of the people who were stoning Stephen. And even in that, even in that, while Saul had not found his way yet, had not found the way yet. The Spirit was working on him, bringing him to the dwelling place of Jesus. Fundamentally, as horrible, really, as this story is, as wrong as it is, as much as we continue to lament Stephen's death, there is this hope that permeates this story as well. There is something more than a tragic story. There is this connection, this joining, this dwelling place, this love, God's love, that even hatred and death cannot separate. We know Stephen knew this. And Saul, Saul who becomes Paul, we know what happens with him. And we feel this even even at this moment, Jesus wrapping around Saul and saying, I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. For us today... We hear so much of, of the hatred and the violence, the anti-Semitism, the, all of the, the separation of people, the, uh, the discourse that, that, that sometimes makes us feel empty and alone and wondering. And yet. We have this promise that even now we are living in this dwelling place, now and forever. We are joined together in Christ and in Christ's love. And so I say to you, my beloveds, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. For we are in the dwelling place of Christ. Amen.
2: Apostles' Creed, which we're about to profess in a moment, contains three articles or paragraphs, the first about the Father, then about the Son, and then about the Spirit. The words, I believe, in Latin mean, I give my heart to. So in saying the Apostles' Creed, we give our heart to the conviction that God created the world, that the world is good. We give our heart to, second, the conviction that God became present to us, as we heard in the sermon, uh, in Jesus Christ, and that, thirdly, God sustains us through the holy spirit let us now confess the words of our faith in the apostles creed i believe in god the father the creator of heaven and earth
3: i believe in jesus christ his son who was conceived by the holy spirit born of the
2: virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate who was crucified died and was buried he descended to the dead the third day he rose again is centered into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. For the prayers of the church, we invite you to be seated or kneel, whichever your preference.
0: United in the hope and joy of the resurrection, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of life, strengthen your church to proclaim your gospel of peace, even in times of trouble. As we remember Stephen, Give us the strength to face adversity with the faith that you are with us. Lord, in your mercy. Prayer. Creating God, you show your steadfast love and your ongoing creative power. We see it shine through mighty waters and towering mountains, plentiful fields, and the depth of the sea. Help us protect the earth from the forces of pollution, erosion, extinction, and global warming. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty God, your spirit guides us into all truth. Give wisdom to the world and local leaders and organizations as they begin, build, or renew relationships strengthen leaders, and aid humanitarian organizations, especially in war-torn parts of the world, like Sudan and Ukraine. Lord, in your mercy. our prayer. Loving God, you make your home among us. Abide with refugees, the unhoused, those fleeing war and poverty, and all who seek your presence in their lives. We pray for all who are sick. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For whom or what else do the people of God pray?
3: Our prayer. Father, I ask for comfort from a neighbor who just returned from from homes that only to find out that
2: my brother was killed in a bicycle. Lord, hear your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy God, we pray for each person gathered here today that you be with them that you dwell and abide with them in their joys and in their sorrows. We pray a prayer of gratitude for Chris and Jackie. We pray for the father of Athena, for the family of Christine, for the family of Georgianne, for Kara's friend, Lena, and for Lena's brother, Ivor. We pray for the Ritchie family, for Richard, for Matthew, for the family of Michael, for John's friend, for Jessica and Jennifer, for Eunice, for Pat, for Donna, Kathleen, Finley, Kirsty, Melvie, Avatash Mulugeta, pray for Jan, Jean, Richard, Barb, Denny, Hildy, Mary, Carol, and all others who seek your presence in their lives. Lord, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer. Renewing God, from you we come, in you we live, and to you, we, we return. We give your thanks for the care shown us by those who have returned to you. Embolden us to hope in the victory of life over death in the love you have for us in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Rejoicing in the victory of Christ's resurrection, we lift our prayers and praise to you through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, amen. Please rise as you are able. The peace of
2: Christ be with you always. Please share the peace with one another. Please rise once
4: more for the great Thanksgiving. To the Lord our God. It
1: is right to give our
3: thanks and praise.
4: It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and Merciful God, for the glorious resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the true Paschal Lamb who gave himself to take away our sin, who in dying has destroyed death and in rising has brought us to eternal life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven,
2: As we prepare our hearts for this holy meal, let us pray the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven. Amen. In this place of grace, all are welcome to the table of grace. If in place of the Eucharist you wish to receive a blessing, simply fold your arms. In the Lutheran tradition, we teach that while Christ fills all things, He comes to us in a special way, namely a loving and forgiving way through the sacrament of bread and wine. For those of you who are receiving from the pew using a communable, I invite you at this time please to have that ready and follow my direction. Come and taste the joy of God. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. rise as you are able for our post-communion prayer. Gracious God, in you we live, move, and have our being. With your word and this meal of grace, you have nourished our life together. Strengthen us to show your love and serve the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Please again be seated. Welcome once more to Queen Anne Lutheran Church. If you are a visitor or a newcomer, we invite you to fill out a blue, or I'm sorry, a pew card. There are also uh, uh, prayer cards uh, in the pews as well. We welcome today our uh, bishop, uh, Shelley Brian. Wee. Thank you so much for sharing the word and for leading our forum. We are also delighted once more to welcome uh, Martha as our guest organist, Thank you for uh, your accompanying uh, this congregation today. I wanted to invite forward Vanity if he's here. Okay, I will say it on his behalf. Oh, he! Oh, here you are. Okay, I thought you'd been raptured or something.
5: <laughs> hey, hey! Good morning to you all. Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. It's a beautiful morning. Um, Last week we had our meet and greet for children under the age of 12. Um, This is a um, opportunity for people with children, parents, grandparents, or your neighbors, uh, anybody with children, to voice what you want to see at church, what type of programming do you want to see, what do you wish was here, and today um, we'll be doing that in the conference room right after this service for children who are over the age of 12, so between 13 and 17. So, any teenagers, any high schoolers, um, upcoming high schoolers, um, middle schoolers, um, this is an opportunity for you to to voice what you want to see at church. As we use your feedback and use your um, any knowledge that you might have to to inform our planning for the summer, and hopefully implement whatever you have to say in the fall. So, yeah, meet and greets happening right after this service. Um, there are donuts. Uh, from Top Pot if you guys want. Um, if, you don't, if you don't want that, that's okay, but feel free to just stop by, say hi, grab a donut, or um, contribute to the meeting, whatever. It's all good, it's all good. <laughs> um, so I'll see you after the service, um, and happy, uh, happy Sunday.
2: I think he just opened the floodgates. Yes, there are donuts, they are from Top Pot. Speaking of donuts and coffee, after today's worship, we have a special coffee hour uh, for our guest, Bishop Shelley. I wanted to thank Meg and Susan for uh, helping with that. Speaking of donuts, once again, if you're interested in joining us for the visioning retreat that we have next Saturday, it'll be from 9 to 12, 30 uh, here at the church in the fellowship hall, we will be led by Paul Hoffman, a very engaging, exciting speaker on uh, next steps we might take to draw on our strengths in creating a vision for this church over the next two to five years. This is a really important uh, conversation in the life of our church, so please feel free to join us if you can. Again, that's next Saturday, 9 to 12.30, there will be donuts. Pastor Hoffman will join us the next day as well. He will preach and lead a forum summarizing the, uh, the um, discussion from the day prior. Uh, Rich, did you want to say anything more about LWR today or... So this is a fascinating effort that's been going on for some time at the church where uh, quilts are made here, and then uh, as part of a much bigger operation, as Rich was just talking about, they're, uh, they're packed and sent uh, all across the world. Uh, I was told when I stopped by on Saturday morning that Rich picked the perfect day for, uh, <laughs> for loading uh, the quilts. Uh, but it all got done, and it was so neat to see so many people there uh, helping in this process. Thank you especially to, to Rich and Candy for coordinating this and Candy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Candy. That's, again, at 4.30 tomorrow. That's PDQ. Okay, here. PDQ stands for Pizza, Damsels, and and Quilts. Is that right? But uh, all are welcome. And then on Wednesday morning, uh, beginning at about 9.30, there is uh, uh, the uh, sewing and service group. If you would like to roast the pastor, this is a perfect opportunity. We have coffee at about 11.30 and uh, Sally Wilson is coordinating that effort. Uh, So uh, please, it's really a great group and they do a lot of great work and we'd love to welcome anyone else who's interested. So uh, those events, uh, just come for coffee, uh, and it's all listed in the, this week's calendar. Two last things just quickly. First, beginning on Sunday, May 28th, that's Memorial Day weekend, we're switching to one service at 10 o'clock, and then uh, the last day of that one service Sunday will be Labor Day, uh, September 3rd. We're actually not shrinking the time, we're just moving it back a little bit so that it's easier uh, to track on, in terms of the calendar. So uh, we, we begin our summer schedule service on May 28th. Finally, uh, Bishop Shelley mentioned uh, various hate crimes. Uh, I'm troubled by much of what she had to share, as I'm sure most, if not all, of you are as well. Uh, I was surprised to learn that Holy Spirit Lutheran was also uh, um, victimized in this process. One of the things that she talked about more so at the 8 o'clock service was the vandalism that took place several weeks ago at Temple de Her Sinai in Capitol Hill. You'll notice on the bottom of page 14, the uh, CEO of the Anti-Defamation League is going to be giving a talk there on anti-Semitism today. I'm going to be at that, and I invite any of you who support uh, the kind of resistance against this Uh, hate uh, to join me that's 9 30 to 1 on thursday may 25th as one person we can do little but together we are strong and so again i would encourage you if you're interested please speak with me Uh, i would love to have you accompany me to that uh, workshop okay Uh, are there any other announcements for the good of the congregation then please rise as you are able for the benediction You leave the sanctuary reconciled to your neighbor, uh, having shared in the body and blood of Christ and heard the gospel, the good news of Christ's victory over sin and death. You enter a world that is full of hate and that is broken and is in need of healing. Receive the blessing and trust that God goes with you.
4: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace.
2: Our sending hymn, The Church's One Foundation, is number 654 in the red hymnal Sing Boldly.